0: What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another Canon Performance Podcast episode. I'm your host, Natalie Dopkins, and today's podcast episode is going to be um, about off leash dogs and on leash greetings. So, this one was a pretty interesting one to delve into the comments on um, when I posted this on Instagram. So, if you didn't know, most of the podcast topics that I am creating are actually posts that I had posted on Instagram for the day, Um, and this is just more of a conversation, in-depth view into the topic that I had posted. And so this one is a very, very important one for a multitude of reasons, one of them being how incredibly dangerous this practice is um, on leash greetings, but then also how dangerous off-leash dogs can be. It can be detrimental, detrimental in the sense of not only could your dog get hurt, but it can really set you back in training a lot. And then also it was interesting because it really led into uh, a conversation about socialization because the comment section on this post had a lot of questions from people that were asking, well, how do I socialize my dog then? I also received a lot of messages with the same questions along the same lines of, well, if I can't do that, how can I socialize my dog? But that is a story for another time. So I won't get off on that. First, we are going to cover um, off-leash dogs and on-leash greeting. So on my post you can go back and uh, check it out I do believe that this was posted oh let me see here I'm actually not sure I think it was uh February 25th I believe that this was posted 25th 26th you'll be able to find it there on Instagram um but I had included some pictures, so just a fair warning that if you do look at the pictures, they are mildly graphic. You can also go and Google search the article that my post was in reference to. But I included a couple of pictures from a news article from, I believe this happened somewhere in Australia. However, it was a story of a dog that was mauled to death. It was a little... um uh, gosh, why am I blanking on the word? Uh, But it was just a really small dog. And the dog that had killed this smaller dog that rushed up to them um, was the one that was on leash. And the pictures make it seem uh, like the dog that had killed the other dog was actually the quote unquote bad guy in the situation. But if you look at the article, um, it presents a lot of really valuable information. And what had happened was this woman and her very young son were out walking with their dog. And there were several dogs, three of them, that had come up that were off leash and had rushed this dog that was on leash. And so the dog that actually ended up getting killed escaped from uh, an owner's, I believe, backyard or their house and did the same thing to this dog, rushing up to them. And it was so, the off-leash dog was so persistent that in the article it said that the woman was trying to protect her child they had gotten up onto a picnic table i believe and their dog that was on leash was pretty much left to defend for himself Um, and so that is horrifying for all parties Uh, for the owners of the dog that was killed obviously for the dog that was killed for the dog that did the killing that was on leash. Um, and then for that family that owns the dog as well. And, um, so this staffy, um, that's, that's the breed of the dog. Not that I don't think that it matters. Um, this staffy, uh, a lot of people were calling for the dog to be euthanized, but I think that any of us that understand dog behavior can actually see that while the dog shouldn't have gotten to that point, and I think that if this was a more well-balanced dog, it wouldn't have mauled the other dog to death, but there were a lot of trigger points that happened, and a part of the responsibility and the blame is on the owners of this leashed dog, the the staffie. Because when off-leash dogs come up to you that pose a threat, it is your duty and your responsibility as a dog owner to protect your dog by all means necessary. Um, and then obviously the responsibility of the owners of the off-leash dogs that are escaping yards and going and rushing dogs that are on leash. So dogs that are on leash, it poses quite a big... Issue because they are constrained to a fixed point to you as the human. And so when they are on leash, they do not have that option of flight anymore. So, where some dogs would be able to have enough space to say, Hey, man, you better back off. I don't like you approaching me. You know, get out of here while being on leash. You know, if they're really far away from the humans, it's six feet. If it's a shorter leash, it, it could be no space to communicate at all with their body language. And so all that they're left with is fight if they can't flight. And so in that situation, we don't want our dogs to have to choose anything we need to be the ones to protect our dogs. We need to be the ones to intervene and ensure that something um, bad does not happen to them. So I realized that she was with her young son and that makes it even more difficult for her. But for her being the mom, um, being the owner, she needed to do something uh, to protect her family. And so one of the things that I had posted on were some things that uh, I think are useful or beneficial when off-leash dogs come up to you, uh, this has happened very rarely to to me. Thankfully, even though I do live in a place that has a lot of heavy foot traffic and a lot of people have dogs, but there have been instances where off-leash dogs have tried to approach. And so for me, I always put my dogs behind me. I get in front of my dogs. If they are trying to uh, react to the other dog, I, I will struggle with the my own dogs that I have. It, um, all the times that this has happened has been with board and trains. So I will put them behind me. I will not allow them to react and try and get into the front of me or to the side of me and I will plant myself in front of my dog or board and train and I if the other dog starts to approach I will use my feet to use spatial pressure to get them away. If that means that my foot gets bit, okay, so be it. I would rather have that than my hands or my face or worse my dog um, or even my own, um, you know, the rest of me. So I'll use my feet to try and move them away Um, before they can even get to me. I do try and yell at them in a deeper voice, try to make myself appear larger. It's Probably to the outside person, it looks comical because I'm only like five feet tall, Um, but I will yell in a deep voice. I will kind of posture towards them. Um, I'll stomp my feet at them. Um, and so those are the different things I'll I'll try and do all the while putting my dogs behind me. Uh, for one, I want to make a show to my own dogs of, hey, this is not your fight. This is not your concern. I am going to be the one to take care of this. If you don't make a show to your dog and you know have some sort of action showing that you're going to take care of this, your dog will immediately and 100% be like, you're not going to take care of this? Fine, I will take care of this. So it's important to show your dog and tell them I'm going to do this, don't do anything, don't worry about it, I got this, you are going to be safe. Um, Some items that I recommend um, keeping with you can be an umbrella um, or perhaps a pet corrector, which is just pretty much a compressed air, it could be pepper spray or even a collapsible baton as well. Um, someone commented that having a collapsible baton that was about 20... Hmm, 25 feet or so, uh, was really helpful so that way you can kind of create that, or maybe it wasn't 25 feet cause that's really, really long, but just having one that's, uh, long enough that can create enough space in between you, um, and the off-leash dog that's approaching. And then if necessary, be able to, uh, you know, push them out of the way, um, you, whatever it may be. So that's what I would say to you, if you have off-leash dogs that approach you is that do, as many things as possible in order to protect your dog. Whatever it is you have to do, ensure that they are protected and other dogs are not able to rush up to them. So getting into the next item um, on the list is going to be on leash greetings. So one of the things that is also very tragic about this is that the other dog... Uh, that killed the other dog was uh, the one that was on leash. And like I had already touched on, that's because that builds a lot of frustration from being restrained. You're, you're on a leash. It takes away your options of fight or flight. Um, and so when you have two dogs that are both on leash, they are Both do not have options in the situation where they're meeting nose to nose, which creates a lot of pressure. Their body language is all out of whack. And so when they go to greet one another, it is head on, uh, completely nose to nose, which is very rude. It's very confrontational in the dog world. Um, And they're usually straining to get to the other dog. And so they're, um, you know, sometimes their front legs are up off the ground. Um, Their neck is like postured forward and that's just confrontational body language and and other dogs don't know how to read that. Um, And so fights can quickly ensue when you have on-leash greetings and what that can lead to is a very poor experience with your dog and that poor experience can lead them to be fearful reactive, um, aggressive. If you are working on training, uh, if you're recovering from reactivity or aggression, it can really, really set you back. So it's really important to not have on leash greetings. Um, it, it's no way, shape or form beneficial at all. Uh, I strongly recommend that people do not do nose to nose, nose to butt, uh, greetings. And especially when you are constrained on a leash, it's, it's just, it's a recipe for, for disaster, just do not do it. Um And so one of the things that I would recommend is that when someone goes to ask you of saying, hey, can we say hi? Being very upfront, blunt, and honest is going to be the best way to keep your dog safe of just saying, no, we do not do on-leash greetings. Thank you. And simply walking away, you do not need to go into an an in-depth explanation. If someone pushes you for that, Remember this, you do not have to give an explanation. They are not entitled to that and you do not have to do that. So you just simply say, nope, we don't do on-leash greetings, thank you, and then walk away or just, nope thank you for asking. Or nope, we are in training. Or if you do have a reactive or aggressive dog, just say, nope, my dog is reactive and does not like other dogs. My dog is aggressive and does not like other dogs. Whatever it may be, you need to get the point across clear. Don't feel like you need to waffle about on it of being like, oh, well, we would love to, but you know, I think it's best that we don't. Just be very clear and concise. And you know, in, in some of those situations, especially as a woman, I feel like I can feel very intimidated by it. I can feel uncomfortable by it. But in those situations, I try and reposition my mindset and think, oh, great. This is an opportunity where I can, you know, practice advocating for my dog. Like, this is great. I can get more reps in because the more reps that you have with telling people, oh, no, we're in training, we can't, the more comfortable that it's going to be. So now being a dog trainer um, I've gotten a lot of reps in with this and I don't think twice about it and people give me flack about um, you know not letting me uh, say hi to their dogs or them not coming and greeting my dogs whatever it may be and it just kind of rolls off my back at this point because I've just had a lot of reps so I encourage you if you have to do this and it makes you feel really uncomfortable to just think okay that was another rep a few more reps of this one and I am going to feel better about this and I am going to have a stronger relationship with my dog because of this. So that's pretty much all that I have for the podcast today of doing everything as as much as you can, as physically capable and possible for you to advocate for your dog and protect them against off-leash dogs. And then for on-leash greetings, just don't do it. Don't do it at all. I will cover later on um, on Instagram or on a podcast episode about how ha- how to properly socialize your dog. But on-leash greetings um, and random playdates with strange dogs is not the way to socialize your dog. So just remember that. So I'm really excited for those episodes. Hopefully, um, if you didn't read my post on Instagram, this podcast episode was helpful for you um, about handling off-leash dogs and about saying no to on-leash greetings. Um, you can check out this Instagram post if you want to look at some of the comments and some of the helpful tips that I have on there if you want to save it. Um, my Instagram handle is Performance C-A-N-I-N-E underscore performance. You can find us on Facebook under the same name. Um, and then, You can find our podcast episode, obviously, anywhere that podcasts are hosted. So if you're listening to this and you found some great value um, and insight and you have uh, learned a lot from our podcast episodes and you've enjoyed it, um, I ask you if you could leave a review. It helps a lot to see what is good, what I can do more of, what I can do less of, so, uh, so on and so forth. So thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast episode. See you in the next one.